Lauren Hubelay here, along with my faithful, faithful co-hosts, Megan Limp and Cameron Scott. In this special episode, we'll address a question from a listener in Missouri. How might an understanding of polyvagal theory help parents avoid deregulating their adolescent or teen child? Cameron and Megan, this question addresses the reality that most of us live in communities with other autonomic nervous systems. Knowing that, um, what I'm hearing in this question is how can we compassionately coexist while respecting one another's state? Cameron, we're gonna look to you. <laughs> It is one of the most wonderful questions because we step back at what polyvagal theory is about our autonomic nervous systems. Our autonomic nervous system's job is that of a precognitive surveillance system 24-7. So we, whenever we bump into another autonomic nervous system, long before we have a thought, a, a, a cognition, our autonomic nervous system is picking up cues. And they're from within our environment, within our bodies, within you know our contact. So it's going on all the time. We are always neurocepting information. So with that in mind, we walk into a room and we have, a, we're a parent of a teen or a, a preteen, and we're gonna get affected by that other autonomic nervous system. That particular age group is busy all over the map, all the time. And, and if we get a high intensity of sympathetic from that little system or, or, or you know, dorsal vagal, you know, bug off, mom. <laughs> you know, there's all, all the language we recognize. Our first job is to watch where our system goes. Mm. Because if I asked you to clean your room last night, you know, if I met with sympathetic, I'm not in a place of curiosity or compassion. My sympathetic may well have picked up another's sympathetic. So me first, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm picking up some mobilized energy and I'm meeting it there. I'm like, oh, no. So how can I bring myself back into more regulation? And that's where we practice all those ways, the small and often ways we can notice our state, name it, and, and dial it back into more regulation. Cameron, that's beautiful. You know, I think that, like you said, anytime two nervous systems are together, particularly, you know, in the adolescent and teen years, which is a big time of transition, and there can be um, lots of varying moods that are changing even faster than um, most of us, and, and a lot of oscillation. And like you said, I think keeping ourselves rooted in ventral will allow that time between realizing that we're dysregulated and we're in a protective mode, either sympathetic or dorsal in the way we're responding to their nervous system. You know, that phase of recognizing when we're dysregulated will shrink when we can keep ourselves regulated. And then, you know, offering them a little bit of space and compassion. So um, 
Deb Dana often talks about being able to recognize when a rupture has taken place and then make a repair. And I think that this goes for two nervous systems interacting at any phase, but you know, certainly when we're in times of transition and there might be more dysregulation between the two nervous systems than normal. I think recognizing, you know, if we're rooted in ventral, we can recognize when there's been a rupture quicker and then being tuned in enough to um, our child, our teen, our spouse, whoever we're talking about that, to um, be present with what the best way is to offer signs and cues of safety to them so that we can make a repair. Ladies, as, as a parent of three grown children and having just um, had two 18-year-olds move out of my home, <laughs> there's a lot of thoughts coming up here. And, um, you know, it's real easy to go back and say, I wish, right? I wish I had known this or that. But, but speaking to parents out there, what I'm hearing both of you say is, actually contrary to what our uh, our instinct is as a parent. Our instinct is to fix the other person, the child, particularly when that's a child and not taking any stock in where, what state I'm trying to fix from. <laughs> and, and that comes up very strongly for me personally and it also folds into a, a a concept that i'm often talking with my interns about and this is this what role do you want to play caretaker or caregiver and those do um line up very well with our states because um, when we're leaning in and we're actually taking from that, you know, caretaking, we're taking from that other person. We're usually doing that from a sympathetic state. We're very mobilized. Let me fix this. Let me help you get that report finished or um, get your room cleaned or what is wrong with you that you can't do that. And I love that what you're saying is 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 so spot on and the fact that we have to recognize that it's in opposition to what our tendency is as a parent. I had a quickie example of that yesterday. I was with two of my grandchildren um, and their school age and took them out on a bike ride and neither of them are very competent. And there was a moment that I saw trouble coming. I raised my voice, I said, you need to pull over and it's not loud totally mobilized because I saw and experienced my autonomy. We got a problem here. This just could be, you know, a bad ending. By the time we were over on the side and everybody's just fine, I could see two little dejected bodies. And, and then one of them said, why did you yell at me? Ah! And like, then I could bring myself back in the more eventual vagal energy. Everybody was fine. And I could be accountable and start as Megan talks, foster that repair. I yelled at you because I was scared. I'm not mad at you. I had a moment where I was trying to control the situation and, and I can imagine that didn't feel very good. And, and I'm sorry for raising my voice. And then I could be curious as to their experience. 
because I'm back in ventral vagal now. Yeah, I think it's tricky. You know, we I have a teen living in my house too, uh, my son, and I am very aware as I'm observing, you know, all the members of my family, including my own nervous system habits. Now through this lens of polyvagal theory, I, I'm much more aware that um, in these teen moments, he responds much better to the being with energy. And I can't embody that and interact with him and still offer guidance to him in a being with way if I am not grounded in ventral vagal. Yeah. Yeah, what a great observation, Megan. And, and kudos to you for noticing that now, right? And, and such to be able to set those examples. Uh, Cameron, I love that honest picture. and. I think what, what's important here to me as a message to listeners is it's, it's real. We're going to mobilize and say the wrong thing. It's going absolutely right. Yeah. But, but this repair work and checking in with ourselves when we do the minute we feel ourselves mobilized and take action, we can come back and check mm -hmm. in. Yep. And, and Cameron, you know, one of the things that we talked about off recording before that was really powerful. Um, you, you um, I was explaining a situation to you and you asked the very important question, what was going on with your nervous system? And I was like, uh-uh, we're not talking about me. We're talking about this other person. But, but you talked about um, if someone is in dorsal, and I think we see teens there a lot, that we can't help them if we climb down the ladder. Can you speak a little bit more to that? It's remembering that you need two autonomic nervous systems in enough ventral vagal to really have any discussion. But if one of them has really gone down the ladder, ladder that's really far, far away from their their perspective, their wisdom, their resources, you know, all that good stuff. We go down, down the ladder or down the stairs and, and end up in a similar state that's not regulated, then we have only just two dysregulated states and really no possibility of bringing that ventral vagal on board. You know, I think it's important we talked about this last time, but you know, even asking this question, I think is reflective of some awareness and some ventral vagal coming online that um, there's some exploration being done of this. And I think it's important to offer ourselves as much grace as we're offering other people, remembering that this is a practice. It's new to all of us. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Ladies, I want to thank you for helping me address this question so beautifully and compassionately. And listeners, um, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you for those who have sent in questions, but I know that there's more out there. And if you send them directly to Lauren at laurenhubelay.com, subject line podcast question, we'd be happy to take a few moments to answer them. Ladies, Thank you for spending this time together.